Today's episode is brought to you by Amio. Amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Amio will magically give you a train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. And it's literally never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. I mean, who doesn't want that? Amio wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to amio.com and use the code AMIO5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for New Year'sers on all modes of transport, and it's just the pick-me-up that 2021 needs. Amio, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. We have a Celsius coursing through our veins as we speak, and that, as I always say, Celsius is really the true sponsor of She's Going Places because it is sometimes the only thing that makes She's Going Places episodes happen. I hope you guys are having a great week. I'm realizing I need to do my going places and going nowhere moment of the week, and I really haven't thought about it. So let's do it really quick on the spot. My going nowhere moment of the week, because I guess it's just so apparent to me, is that I had a really off week mentally. And this is going to be a, I'm in like a really great mood right now. And so I'm realizing now that I have to talk about this, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to (laughs) cry, but... I do want to put this disclaimer out here because I've only, which the truth of the matter is, is like, I I don't use the term mental health lightly, never have, never will. And so mental health, as I've said on this podcast, has never been something that I've like really struggled with. Like I've never had bad anxiety. I've never been depressed. Like, thank God. But this week in particular, as you guys have been like following me, through the summer and through working from home. And I I made a TikTok about it, so you guys might have seen it. I just couldn't win this past week. I was exhausted. I had horrible migraines. I was just honestly really out of it. And that's really unlike me. I'm definitely feeling better. I think ultimately I'm going to just feel amazing once I go home. When you guys are listening to this, I'll be going home on Saturday. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to just go home and see my family and be there with them. It's just honestly probably something about it that I'm really not taking into account is just I'm really starting to recognize that I'm entering into an end of season type vibe. You know what I mean? I'm wrapping up college and being here is reminding me that I have a semester left and that I'm a senior and things really are ending and so I've just really been craving some family time and so I am really excited to go home. Obviously sad to leave my friends but I've gotten to spend a lot of good time with them which has been super sweet. And so yeah, this past week has just been kind of like eh. And I know that's like not exciting for you to hear. You're like you do not come to me to hear me talk about eh things but sometimes I feel like it's good to normalize them because I would not be your typical girl to say like oh my gosh I had a bad week. But I just did, and there's not even a specific instance I can tell you being like, oh my gosh, this was awful. I just kind of was just not vibing last week. But it's okay, because it's a new week, and we are going to vibe, and we're going to have a great and happy week. I got to work out this morning. I've been getting up early. 
cleaning my room, just putting three loads of laundry, been working all day, recording a podcast. We're getting stuff done. Productivity makes me happy and we're feeling really productive. So that's my going nowhere-ish moment of the week. My going places, yeah, yeah, going places moment of the week is that I got to do premarital counseling last night, which has been great because we honestly haven't been able to meet in like two or three weeks. And so I've really been missing that. And I was really able to just like talk through some of the things that happened last week, which was amazing. Got to a also have quality time with Hunter, got to talk to our counselors. And honestly, like, I went into that meeting, like, super stressed out and exhausted, and I just left, like, so calm and felt so rested and at peace. And so that's just a quick little going places and going nowhere moment segment. I hope that you guys have had a great week. As always, I typically put these on my Instagram story once a week. Let me know what your going places and going nowhere moment of the week is. If you don't see it on the Instagram stories, go put it in the reviews down below because I want to know how you guys are doing and how life is going for real. Summer's great. Summer's awesome. But sometimes you just need a friend to check in. So let me be that friend. Okay, let's hop in to this week's episode into a topic that I didn't have a name for my entire life. You guys have seen the title. We're talking about romanticizing your life. And when I had first heard of this topic, I thought, oh no. I was honestly like really turned off by it. It didn't really seem something that would resonate with me. It kind of felt a little hokey. This might be, uh, this might make some of you mad, but it felt like manifesting to me. And I am <laughs> not a manifester. I don't believe in manifesting in some ways that people do, whatever, that's a hot take. And so I was just kind of like, ugh, whatever. But as I was able to look more into it, I realized that romanticizing your life really isn't what I thought it is. Hold on. Let me look up the definition because I have romantic. Or sometimes when you guys are typing, can you just like literally not spell? Because that's me. Okay. Interesting. Romanticizing your life is a fancy way of saying you take the mundane daily task and turn it into something wonderful, something beautiful. Driving in traffic isn't a bore. It's an opportunity to call up an old friend or listen to your favorite album. Isn't that amazing? Here's another one. How can I romanticize myself in my life? Be comfortable in your own personal, in your own personal, in your own person and setting boundaries. Have hobbies that you do alone and be happy doing them alone. It's important to achieve this when romanticizing your life. It's the foundation so that you can see just how beautiful life is when no one else is around. Like, I don't know. When I read these things, it gives me the warm and fuzzies. And it doesn't feel as hokey because this is legitimately all about just having a positive mindset and a positive outlook on life, which I will always endorse. And so if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys probably participated in this week's episode. So for all like thousands of you that did, thank you so much for all of your submissions and your feedback. I posted a series of stories for you guys to vote on and send in your submissions and they're going to be in this week's episode. So if you want to be featured in an episode you got to be following at She's Going Places podcast on Instagram. Another thing to note is that I have not looked at any of these. I have not seen any of your answers. I haven't looked at the percentages on the polls. I really wanted to react to them live and have like a, a live conversation with you guys about what I thought about everything. And so I'm seriously so excited because normally I can't, I can't contain myself. But because I've been so busy, it was really easy to not look at my phone. Okay. 
So I'm in my Instagram archives. Okay, I said I need your help. I'm doing an episode about romanticizing your life. Let's hop into it. The first poll is do you romanticize your life? 74% of you said yes and 26% of you said no. This was interesting to me, but I'm honestly not surprised because I feel like maybe there's like all over the place of like if you knew what romanticizing your life was slash you don't do it. I feel like there was a lot more people who said yes than I thought they would. Um, I didn't realize how common it was to romanticize your life. And so yeah, that definitely did surprise me. The next poll was, is romanticizing things good or bad? 82% of you said good. This is shocking to me because... I can think, normally when I first thought about romanticizing your life, I can only, that was like negative in my head. I was like, oh, because, and we got into specific examples that I asked later, and so we'll talk about those, but when I first think about romanticizing your life, I think about like putting like a beauty filter over your life and not really letting yourself sit with the fact that maybe some things aren't the way you like, or you'll romanticize a relationship that maybe is toxic or unhealthy for you, etc. And so it is shocking to me that only 18% of you said bad. Maybe because this trend has gotten a lot like more popular, like people post about it a lot on TikTok, that is okay and that it explains what romanticizing your life is. And I feel like maybe after COVID and like the rise of TikTok on social media, you're seeing more and more of like life isn't going to look exactly how you think it is and it's not going to look like every girl's Instagram and every girl's TikTok, but like your life is really cool and really beautiful in and of itself and you don't need to be comparing. That's why I love this episode concept because I honestly just genuinely love talking about that. I just think that's so epic because it's so true. Like we all have some amazing pieces of our lives that I feel like we neglect because it doesn't look like an influencer's life on Instagram and you're constantly comparing to like something else that you want. But when you romanticize your life, you're able to, at least this is what it is to me, you're able to pull back and be like, wait, this part of my life is actually really great and I'm really grateful for that. So interesting about the good and bad. Next question, do you know how to romanticize your life? This, I was expecting this. 56% said yes and 44% said no. That's interesting because, what was it? I said, do you romanticize your life? And 74% said yes. So if you don't know how, that's, that's some tea. But this doesn't shock me at all because I know I was confused about what it meant. Like I told you guys, I thought it was negative. And when you Google it, it makes a lot more sense about And also people associate, and I have talked about this, and I will not be going back on my word, romanticizing your life with being the main character, which we're going to talk about being the main character, but I have not gone back on my word about how maybe it's not the healthiest thing to be like living it up as the main character. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do think I'm the main character, and that's not a bad outlook to have, like especially if you need that confidence boost. But at least for me personally and my personal pride, it's really not good for me to harp over and over and over again that I'm the main character. (laughs) Okay, here is the good stuff. The first question was, what are ways that you romanticize your own life? Okay, I wanted to put this out there for anyone listening who's like, okay, Taylor, yes, you can romanticize your life. I see your life on Instagram. You're a senior in college. You have all these friends. You have a podcast. You're getting, you're engaged. You're getting married. Like your life looks so great. And I have nothing 
to contribute here. I have no ways to, like, my life isn't going to look like yours. Or you could be thinking that about literally anyone. It could be another girl from your high school whose life looks better than yours. It can be an influencer or a celebrity you really look up, really look up to. And so I really wanted to do this section to give you guys ideas on how to romanticize your life, and I also just wanted to react to them. I'm definitely, there's no way I can talk about all of them, but I'm just going to kind of skim through and, and read. Some of you, them, I now that I'm looking, they're kind of hilarious. Okay. The first one that I noticed is buying myself flowers. Guys, this is the best thing ever. If you are not buying yourself flowers, you are doing it wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love, 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 love when Hunter buys me flowers. It is honestly one of my favorite things in the world. So Hunter, if you're listening, you know what to do. I tell you this all the time. And so when he does surprise me, because I will say he does, especially with us doing long distance, he does this probably more than the average in-person boyfriend. And it literally makes my day when there's flowers on my doorstep. And getting flowers delivered is expensive. And so I literally cry every single time Hunter does it. But literally on Saturday, which I talked about in the TikTok, I was feeling sad. So I bought myself flowers because there's just something about it. And maybe it's also because I've been stuck in my room with working from home and I've literally just been living in this room that it just it gets a little stale but when there's fresh flowers in a vase sitting there right on like the countertop above my bed I just want to look at them they make me so happy I splurged and I got two sets of hydrangeas from Trader Joe's and I'm obsessed with them I just want to look at them all day I literally tend (laughs) I tend to these flowers anytime I get flowers like they're an infant I check their water every day. I'm constantly changing their water. Like, I keep flowers alive for, like, three or four weeks because I take such good care of them. And so, for me, it is always worth it to get myself flowers. It just, it's just something special. I really enjoy it. It's a nice pop of color in the room. I don't know. I I could go on this rant about how, like, how you spend your money because we talked about money last week and you can't really put a price on something making you, like, smile or like making your day better and like as money as a resource look I'm really just tying into last week's episode so if you haven't listened to it go listen to finances 101 where I talk about spending and saving but you really can't put a price on like (laughs) I don't even want to say your mental health but like things that make you happy granted I can think of a lot of things that make me happy that I shouldn't be paying for but flowers I will always justify so yes I 1000% agree with buying myself flowers Mmm. I take myself to get my nails done and then get donuts after. That's iconic. I just got my nails done. I also talked about this in the TikTok. Yeah, I was having a bad week, so I really just went out there. And I got ombre purple nails, like the pinky nails, the darkest, and like the thumb is lightest. You know, you know the vibe. And I'm obsessed with them. I just like having my nails done, especially while being engaged. Everyone just is always looking at your hands. And there's just something about a manicure. I've never been a nails girl. And I just get gel. Like, I don't do anything crazy. I don't get, like, acrylics or whatever. But there's just something about it. I don't know. I know it costs money, but I love it. Mm, I focus on things that I can change the outcome of and try to make that happen for myself. That is wonderful. That is wonderful advice. Good for you. Having a song for every moment. This is great. I love a good playlist. I'm horrible at making playlists. Like, if don't look at my Spotify. Now you guys are all going to search my Spotify. Do not. It's actually horrific. It's extremely embarrassing. 
I like to use the Spotify curated playlists and my friends who spend hours on playlists, I just use theirs. Quite frankly, it's not a passion of mine and I don't have time. And so don't come to me for music advice, but having a song for every moment is amazing. Like sometimes you just need to blast a good little bop and it could literally change your day. I know for me, when I've been getting up early and going to the gym, something that I do when I drive to the gym and I drive back from the gym, because when you associate the gym, you think of like people will listen to like bangers while they're there and sometimes it's like really like secular music, which is totally fine, don't get me wrong, I listen to bangers at the gym. But I listen to worship music on the way to the gym and on the way back from the gym. It's just like a really good thing for me. Like I love getting to worship in the morning and having that time in the car dedicated to it is just the best and it really quiets my heart and so that also goes into a song for every moment. Like when you're just vibing in the car to like a good song, I don't know, it just makes you feel good. I daydream about situations that I wish for myself. I don't know if that's what you meant. No, that's totally something that you do to romanticize your life. I love making up scenarios in my head. I do it a lot less now that I'm like engaged. Like I think about my wedding all the time, so that would probably qualify. But when I was in high school and I was single, the way I would daydream about like people that I liked or dates I wanted to go on or whatever, I'm really exposing myself. It was crazy. I would, and also when I slept, I would have the craziest dreams. I really hope you guys feel the same way because I would just do that all the time and it would genuinely make me happy. Or I'll even daydream about like my career or just like fun memories or things I want to do. I love making up scenarios in my head. <laughs> I just think it's fun. And if you don't do it, you should try it because it just makes you happy. Spa days at home and skincare. Amazing. If you're a skincare queen, literally do it all the time. I try, I've tried to be like really on it with my skincare and I go through like a week where I really care and then like a week where I just take off my makeup. But I do feel really put together when I do like a full skincare routine. I don't even really know what that like encompasses. I'll occasionally check TikTok and be like, what should I be putting on my skin? But quite honestly, it really doesn't make a difference. But yes, that definitely does romanticize your life. Like when you like feel all put together and your skin is like moisturized. Mm -hmm, I love that. Living in the moment and being grateful for everything God has blessed me with. That is amazing. That is like very all-encompassing. A great way to tie in romanticizing your life with your faith. It really is. Like the whole point of romanticizing your life is really boiling things down like all of the little things that you sometimes ignore that are really great about your life and things you love about life. Like think if you were stripped of everything. What are the things that you would miss? You wouldn't miss scrolling on Instagram if everything was taken from you. You would probably miss sitting on the couch with your roommates talking to late hours in the night. You would probably miss getting to listen to music in your car. You would probably miss buying yourself flowers, like things like that. And so yes, that's perfect. This one's hilarious. I always have my blinds open, especially at night so I can pretend I'm the main character in a movie. Absolutely not, sister. I'm the queen of stranger danger, and I watched way too much Law & Order SVU as a child. I literally go around the second it gets dark and close every blind in my apartment. Every single one. Absolutely not. Do not leave your blinds open. I do not endorse that. 
I usually get into an aesthetic mood where I imagine my life is a movie. Yeah, I sometimes do that in the car, for sure. For sure. I, I remember being in, gosh, I had to be in elementary school. And I don't remember the song. Oh, this is making me so mad. It was a Jordan Sparks song. Oh, Battlefield. I just dated myself, I think. But the the Battlefield song, it would come on on the radio. I remember one time, I have a distinct memory of this. It was just raining, and there's drops of water going down the window. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I am the main character of the movie. There is a camera right outside the window. I'm feeling myself. I'm looking out the window. I'm thinking about my life. Yes, I definitely do that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Start thinking of things I don't want to do as I get to do this and not I have to do this. For sure. That's a good one. That's definitely a good way to like have like a more positive outlook on life. Like there's so many things maybe where I don't want to work one day or I don't want to clean. But it's like I get to clean my own room and I get to have an organized drawer that makes me happy. I feel you. Putting as much as possible into my savings account. I wish this was me. <laughs> I wish I was you, girl. Amy, I I really do. That's so hurtful to me to read because I wish that was how I romanticized my life too. That's how I'm responsible in my life. Like, I do put money in my savings account. But that does not make me feel romantic about myself. Staying off my phone to enjoy the moment. Great. Great, great, great. Amazing. Um, I am addicted to my phone. I've been in denial about it for over a year, but honestly, my screen time's been on. I'm not going to tell you guys what my screen time is because I'm embarrassed, but I'm addicted to my phone. And I completely agree that I feel like like really good about myself when I like get off my phone and I'm like actually in the moment because nothing on your phone actually matters more than the people you're having real in-person conversation with. Like if you're feeling isolated or lonely, try fixing that, like getting off your phone in public settings. Like when you're at dinner with friends, like put your phone away. And I always end up enjoying my time a lot more because then you're not worried about a bunch of other things that don't matter. Taking pictures of things I think are pretty. Yes, ma'am. I do it all the time. Love a good pic. Music to set the mood, even if I'm in a funk. For sure, we talk about music. Exercise. This is a great one. This is not something I've always done, but I have. You guys know. I feel like I, I'm like literally a broken record, but you, I talk every single week. So you guys, nothing really changes that much week to week. But I have been working out more, and I feel like a bad bee when I work out. Like, it's almost like I get back and it's the TikTok sound plays every time I walk down the stairs of my apartment and I walk in after I've worked out and it's like 8 a.m. Like, am I better than everyone? And I'm sitting there at the gym and I'm working out and there's not a lot of people there and it's just like, yeah, you're doing this for you, boo. I definitely romanticize my life in that way because I'm like, I'm that girl. I love a little at-home movie night. I'm not a movie person. I'm a TV show person. So if I, I love a little at-home TV show night for sure. That's definitely, that's just like good self-care. Act like a strain. Oh, act like every stranger is in love with me. Okay, this is the energy we all need. If you don't have this energy, um, add it to your repertoire because that's amazing. Um, I, <laughs> 
I don't do this anymore because, you know, honestly, that's not even true. Sometimes I still do it. <gasps> I have a story time. I have story time. Sorry to get us off track. I'm really trying to like keep up with these responses and I keep on getting lost. But this is not like this. This person was not in love with me, but I was at the gym this morning and you know how you see TikTok all the time about like creepy old men at the gym and people doing funny things? And I always see them, but like I was never much of a gym goer, so it just wasn't relatable to me. Well, today I was at the gym and I was doing some squats and I noticed that I haven't told anyone this story yet, which why would I? But this is just funny to me. I was, I noticed this old man, like had to be in his like 50s, sitting like across the gym, like taking a break from his workout and was literally staring at me. And I, I like stopped cause I'm like, okay, Taylor, he's not staring at you. Like there's absolutely no way he's staring at you. He's doing something. He's looking out into space. I do that all the time. And I would, I like moved around intentionally to just be like, what are you doing? And he kept, he was like literally just like following me and was like looking at me while I was doing these squats and I just got I felt so uncomfortable I was like oh my gosh sir get back to your workout there's nothing to see here I look horrible I'm a sweaty mess close your dang eyes look at the back of your eyelids and leave me alone and then I decide because now it's been like some time like every time he takes a break and he's been taking a break for a long time and so finally I put down my dumbbells I put my hands on my hip I turn the other direction so now I'm literally facing him like eye contact and I just make eye contact because I've seen girls do this on TikTok and I'm like this is funny because if he really is looking at me this will make him uncomfortable if he's not then this is just awkward for me but I don't have any public shame and I just stare at him and I literally stared at him for 30 seconds and I have a little bit of a tude. I know you guys probably think I'm just so amazing but ask anyone in my life I'm pretty darn sassy and so I stared him down and eventually he got uncomfortable and walked away and it made me laugh anyways <laughs> yes you should act like every stranger is in love with you if that's like not good for you and you naturally do this maybe be careful here because like the truth of the matter is is that like every stranger is definitely not in love with you and like for me a prideful person this maybe isn't <laughs> like the best way to go about it but sometimes it's fun to imagine Write down all of my accomplishments. Literally love this. For me, this is music to my ears. If you could just, if you're feeling really in a funk or you like feel like your like life is mounting to nothing, even sometimes I've been really like reflecting on high school and like what I did in high school. And sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, how did you do all of that? How did that even happen? And so sitting down and just writing down, there's something about more than thinking, writing down everything that you've accomplished. Yeah, that's a way to romanticize your life for sure, because it's just, you'll make yourself proud of your of yourself for sure. Dressing up and going out alone. I wish I was you. I don't know if I can do this. I really, I really don't bestie. I'm just trying to, I'm just being honest here. The going out alone part I'm such a people person and I work alone all day that the idea of going out alone makes me want to shrivel. Do I like to run errands alone? For sure. Does that mean like I stop and grab lunch? Yeah, for sure. But like, this one's hard for me. 
But if it works for you, I, honestly, like, I'm jealous because I feel like I'm too insecure for that. Make plans for my future. Stupid, but gets me excited. Not stupid. Definitely make plans for your future because it's something to look forward to. Cute workout clothes. Yes, 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 yes. I do not have cute workout clothes, but when I see all the cute little TikTok girls in their matching sets, I want to be them. Going to the beach by myself. It's the by myself stuff. It's, it really is. Maybe I just need to try it. Maybe I should do an episode about like making me do stuff by myself. That's kind of funny. I don't want to put that out there because I feel like you guys are going to actually ask me to do that. But you guys doing stuff by yourself, you're way cooler than me. Mm, like feeling music. Everyone likes to take pictures of things throughout the day that make you happy. That's great. Pretty tissue boxes. Okay, bestie. Manny petties for sure. Finding coffee shops and small shops. Taking one day each month entirely dedicated to me. Okay, queen. That's amazing. Making literally everything aesthetic and truly believing I'm the main character. Interesting. Let myself feel my feelings such as a good cry here and there. Love to cry. You guys know I love to cry. I cry a couple times a week. Being grateful for the little things and really thinking about how happy little Eden would be. <gasps> okay, Eden, you know I'm reading yours because you put that in there. Oh my gosh, this is a good one to end on and move on because I've been rambling about this for too long. That just like gave me like chills. I saw a TikTok one time where it was like close your eyes and pretend like your younger self was hugging you and it literally made me want to cry because I just remember being a little girl and I remember even sitting there when I was in like fourth grade and I was like what am I gonna look like when I'm a senior in high school and it's just thinking about like the things that I dreamed about and the things that I wanted for myself as a young girl, it honestly, it could make me cry because there's so many things that I've, I've done and accomplished that I know if someone looked at me when I was five years old and told me I did those things or I was eight years old and told me what I've done, I just, I would be screaming and it's honestly just, that's really sweet. That just made my day. Okay. We need to move on before we get sappy, sappy, sappy. Thank you all for submitting all of your feedback, but now we have to move on to what are ways that romanticizing your life has been negative. We also have feedback. Oh, this one really gets me because this is, like I said initially, how I viewed romanticizing your life, and so I'm really interested to see what you guys think. It can give people an unrealistic mindset, and then if they're disappointed if it's not reached, for sure. There's a difference between romanticizing your life, which is appreciating the little things that you have, and romanticizing your future and then not setting yourself up or equipping yourself to accomplish those things, for sure. Because then when you romanticize this idea of what life could be, and then you're not actually taking action steps to make your life that way, it is disappointing. So that's definitely really good. It tends to ignore the bad things and not fix problems because I'm too focused on the good, for sure. There's, it's okay, like, your parts of life are going to be bad, and they're going to be hard, and you're going to have, like, difficult emotions and, like, difficult experiences, and you need to be able to process them, and it is the lows that make all the good things feel that much better, so it's not good to ignore, like, sad emotions. Financially, interesting, romanticizing your finances, like, thinking you have more money than you do, or spending money, 
that's interesting. I kind of get disappointed where I'm in a position where I can't romanticize it. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, negative. Pretend like I'm the main character. Okay. Yes. I, for me personally, I agree with that. Pretending I'm the main character is negative for me. Getting my hopes up and reading into situations with relationships for sure. You can really romanticize romantic situations in a way that is not good for you. I have done this where there's a difference between giving yourself the confidence to jump into romantic situations and like reading into things in a positive way. For me, I was really unhealthy and I would romanticize like all of a sudden I would meet a guy that I liked and within days I was like we're gonna get married in my head because I was like oh my gosh he's so great like he's definitely gonna be my boyfriend and I would jump a bunch of steps ahead in the process and then not actually do the work to make the relationship happen and then just be disappointed or I would romanticize a view of a person based on very little knowledge that I had of them or of their character or like if you're talking to a guy and it's been three months yeah you I romanticize that they're perfect well of course they're perfect they've been on their best behavior for three months like I personally don't think you can like really know someone it, it takes some time like there's still things that I'm learning about Hunter and we've almost been dating for four years and I'm still learning things about him. And so I definitely now have a really realistic view of Hunter and I do romanticize my view of Hunter because I love him and I think he's amazing. But that romanticized view really does come from like a very self-assured place and a place of like I am very realistic about our relationship and I love our real bare relationship and that in and of itself makes me romanticize my life I guess. But that's definitely a good one. Everyone's been, I'm reading a ton right now, romanticizing relationships. Ooh, and friendships. Yeah. Especially in college. I know freshman year, I was like so eager to have friends that I would romanticize friendships for sure. I'd romanticize the idea of like having a big friend group or I'd romanticize like the feeling of what it was to be popular in college or to be known by a lot of people. And then if that wasn't happening for me, I was really disappointed. Believing that I'm above others or somehow the best person in the world. Oh, dang. Yeah, that could that could be really toxic because also there's just like a lack of humility with that level of romanticism. And any criticism that I'm giving in this section, I am not far from it. Like, I have done all of these things and worse. I'm just reading y'alls and like giving you commentary. BT depths. But yeah, especially you guys know I really struggle with pride. It is never good to believe you're the best person in the room. Pride, it's just like in the level of cockiness. The Lord has really been teaching me humility in the past couple years. And so this is definitely something that I used to struggle with, but I have definitely moved away from. <gasps> this is good. Thinking life will be like the movies. Oh my gosh. If you could summarize my thoughts about toxic romanticizing your life, it is this. I've talked about this. A bunch of times on the podcast and I will say it again so if you haven't listened to any of those episodes where I've talked about this this is your first time hearing it if you've heard all of it it's once again good to hear it is so bad for you to compare your life to a movie or TV show to compare your dating life to a movie or TV show to compare your relationship with your parents to a movie or TV show to compare your financial situation to a movie or TV show to compare your social interaction like Everything about it, like movies and TV shows are curated 
to, and this includes books too, are curated to be like this epitome of a story. And in reality, that's not like realistic life because you're getting the highlight reel of a two hour movie, a 45 minute episode of people perfectly curating the right thing to get an emotional reaction from an audience to get people obsessed. Whereas you're living your life 24 seven, you cannot (laughs) compare a two hour highlight reel to your 18 years on this earth. It can't compare because there are aspects of life that are mundane or that are normal. But those parts of your life are beautiful too. The normal, the regular, where you're in pajamas all day or you're not feeling like your best self or whatever it might be. Comparing yourself to movies or TV shows is probably one of the most toxic things that you can romanticize about your life. That was good. Thank you to who submitted that. Someone said, can you please post the replies to these? No, but I can make an episode. Hope you're listening. Selective memory of only positive things. Yes, this is also a really good one. And you can sometimes do this about exes. So I've heard is that like if you really like your ex, you only remember the good stuff. And some of that is like your brain psychologically just coping with like what you've gone through or this really for me personally I've experienced this with friendships where like now I'm years actually I've, I was honestly really feeling this today I'm like years out of like a friendship breakup and I thought about this person today and I was like I can't believe we're not friends like that really was such a great friendship but I really did love her and like I wish we were still friends And I even caught myself then being like, no, 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 no. This happened and this happened and this happened. And that was terrible. And so the selective memory thing is a real thing. And sometimes it's not your fault, but it's also really good to remind yourself of like why a relationship didn't work out and why it's better for you the way it is currently, because you can get caught up in having only selective positive memories. And sometimes you need that to cope. And unless if you're not taking any actionable steps... Like, if you're not trying to get back with your ex and you're only going to remember the positive things, still not the best situation, but that's not as bad as, like, being like, he was so great, let's get back together. Romanticizing what could happen and not actually doing it, for sure. Take control of your own life. Like, if you want to, like, romanticize it and be like, I'm going to have the best summer ever, like I did in the best summer ever episode, then you go out and do it, but it's bad to romanticize your life and then not take any actionable steps. Ooh, oh, Abby is literally dropping the mic in my Instagram DMs, telling yourself that you are perfect and worthy enough, etc. without Jesus. Holy moly, this is good stuff. I didn't even think about this. I have done this many times where... I prayed for God to get me out of situations and I prayed for life to look a certain way and that finally happens. My life finally is exactly what I wanted it to be and I'm so happy and then I see myself relying on Jesus less and less and then I like tell myself like, oh, like my sin isn't as bad as X sin or like I've never like sinned really bad. I've never done X, Y, Z. I only lie. I only do this. I only... uh, 
and you get into this mindset where you're like, I'm not that bad of a person. So yes, I'm a Christian and yes, I love Jesus, but like, I don't need Jesus redemptive love and I don't need his forgiveness as much as other people. This, I, I said the movie thing, which I'm seeing a lot more movie ones as I'm scrolling down, was the worst thing you can do. Just kidding. Scratch that. That is literally on the surface of if you truly believe that you are good enough without Christ. That's the worst way you can romanticize your life because in in the plain reality, in the bland form of who you are, you are a desolate sinner in desperate need of a savior no matter what your sin looks like, no matter how good or bad you've been, no matter whatever works or good things that you do, no matter how many days a week you do your quiet time or if you made it to church this Sunday, each and every one of us need God's grace and forgiveness just as much as the next person. And so, Abby, thank you so much for submitting that because I didn't even like cor like correlate the two, but that was amazing. So, yes, that is definitely the worst way you can romanticize your life. Making things more about yourself and idolizing them over God, for sure. It's not about you. And that's kind of where I, I'm getting at with the main character conversation where it's like, sure, for like surface level things, like if you get really like like social anxiety, you'd be like, I'm the main character. Like this, I'm the main character of my own life. Like make your life a movie, make it exciting. Like do things that make you happy. Like put yourself out of your comfort zone. If that's how you're viewing main characterism, go for it. But when you're putting this idolized lifestyle over your relationship with Christ, so toxic. So, so toxic. When you put other people's lives down, for sure. That is a toxic way to romanticize your life. Like thinking you're better than other people. Mm -mm, no, you're not. Those are really good. Um, I'm trying to see romantic. Yeah. Other people. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through to make sure I didn't miss any good ones. Thank you guys so much for submitting all of those. That was pretty much exactly where I was headed with this. Um, where you really can't. Like romanticizing can be a good thing. But it can also be a really bad thing. The follow-up poll after I put that up was are you the main character and 59% of people said yes and 41% of people said no I'm trying to think if I don't think that surprises me I think I'm in it's interesting that I, more people think that they're the main character than not I feel like if I was going through and voting on this poll and I wasn't thinking I would definitely click yes because I'm like, I, I'm confident. Like, I love my life. I am the main character. But it's so interesting to me that there are genuinely people. Because that's just, like, my prideful nature. That there are genuinely people that are like, oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Like, that's crazy to me. Maybe that's because I'm conceited. Okay, last question, then we'll wrap it up, is what do you love about your life? I wanted to include this question because I wanted to leave everyone off on, like, a real fuzzy note. And, like, just, I wanted this episode to just be happy vibes. Just, like, a little positive pick-me-up for your week of just, like, great ways to romanticize your life, a little cautions, and then, honestly, just let you guys share what you love about your life. Um... So many responses, so many answers to this question, and so I'm excited to share them with y'all. This has been so much more fun to react to them with y'all, like, live. I'm definitely going to be doing that. Oh my gosh, these answers, I could cry. What do you love about your life? The people I've met that have shaped me into who I am. Dead. That reminds me of the mosaic trend on TikTok that 
that is literally so sweet. It's literally, I'm just like built of amazing people around me that have made me who I am. Each day gives new opportunities and chances. So true. Jesus in it, that Jesus is in it. My relationship with Christ, literally amazing. Great answers. Oh my gosh. Honestly, nothing, but I'll get there one day, hopefully. Oh no, honey. Don't say that. You have to love something about your life. Oh no, that just made me so sad. So, 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 so sad. I have a purpose in the Lord. It's amazing that all I have to do is love and be loved. It's a great answer. My ability to be friends with everyone. That is an awesome trait. Everyone in it. Okay, everyone's really valuing people, which I love because that's how I am too. Uh, living overseas, I get to do a lot of things most people don't get to do. For sure. It's, I'm like landlocked in the U.S. And there's definitely so many great parts about living in America. But there's definitely so many like new opportunities and just like there's more vast experiences that you get to have overseas. So that's awesome. My life feels like an actual movie sometimes. I love that for you. My dog. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started. I love my dogs. I'm so excited to see them. My relationship with God and the people I'm closest to, the community in my life. The people I have and the opportunities I have to meet more people. All the challenges I have. They're the scariest, but still they give your life meaning. That is precious. That is so true. Like, I was just talking about challenges the other night in premarital counseling about how it's, like, challenges are a joy. And, like, Hunter and I love challenges. And so, like, we were talking about that in the context of marriage and how we're so excited for the challenge of marriage because it's just going to be making each other better. So, that's amazing. That I get to live each day. Hello, yes, this is such a great reminder that every day is literally a gift. I get so many amazing opportunities. The love I feel, okay, make me cry. Your podcast, yes. Everyone go out there and make a podcast. Dance, okay, yes. I love feeling emotions in my feelings. It makes everything so much fun. I literally love that from you. I'm dead. Okay, bye. <laughs> Kenzie. Said you, all capital letters. Okay, bye, Kenzie. Kenzie's in Greece right now, and she's just going to make me cry on the podcast. All my opportunities, my people, my mindset, my privilege. Interesting. That's a great perspective because privilege is a real thing, and that could be something you love about your life. Your husband and your dog. Yes. Um, having people I can trust and lean on when I need them. Having a youth group. Your family, my family, lots of family. Oh, my uniqueness. Yes, you are all unique. How each day can be different and I can make it my own. My dreams and that I truly plan on fulfilling them. My friends. Y'all, if that didn't just give you the warm and fuzzies, I really need to wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know what will. I loved this episode. I hope you guys loved this episode too. That was just so much fun to get to, like, share all of, like, the cool things that you guys, like, view about your life. And you guys were honestly able to share advice to each other, which I think is a really fun concept and idea. Um, for me, if I think about the things that I love about my life, I could probably sit there and record an entirely other podcast episode about it. But, I mean, there's <laughs> – I could, like, I'll ramble – like, a quick ramble. Promise. Promise, promise, promise. But – 
Like, there's so many things about my life that I love. I love that I literally get to have a relationship with the Lord every single day and that he died on the cross for my sin every single day and that I get the opportunity to serve him. I love Hunter and I love our engagement and I love how the Lord is refining us in our relationship and the opportunity that's going to be to grow. I love that I go to Stanford. I love this school. I love all the people that Stanford has given me. Gosh, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I love my family and my relationship with my parents and how selfless they are. I'm just gushing. Random things. I love, I really do love living in Birmingham right now. It's definitely coming to a close and I'm excited for a new chapter, but it's been so fun to live in a new city. I love drinking tea and I like being different than everyone who drinks coffee. I love a good Celsius. I'm literally just looking around my phone right now. Um, my phone. Um, I love scrolling on TikTok. That literally just makes me happy, genuinely. I love, <laughs> this is Dem, my new Squishmallow. <laughs> he is amazing, Sinclair, shout out. Um, what are some other things that I love? I love that I'm like figuring out who I am and where I want to work and what I want to do and what I want my career to look like. I love that I have a car and that I'm able to literally go places, no pun intended, and drive where I want to go. I love grocery shopping. Oh my gosh. I love flowers. Um, I love TV shows. Literally, I can get hooked on one so easily. It's just, there's so many things about life to love. And I hope that this is a good reminder, or if you didn't get to like answer all the polls and stuff, that you could sit down and really reflect about what you love about your life, um, and what you can romanticize about your life. Um, yeah, this episode was so much fun. I need to do more like this soon. Yes, for sure. I'm definitely going to be adding this type of episode into the arsenal of episodes. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope you romanticize your lives in a healthy way and you live life to the fullest and you make your life feel like the Pinterest Instagram highlight reel that you've always craved, but you're doing it for good intention in doing it to live your most fulfilled lives. I love you guys. You are all amazing and let's go places together. <laughs>